onward we go with our Masters of Horror recaps with Season 1, Episode 2, Dreams in the Witch-House. There's a hyphen between Witch House. I don't know why. Yeah, an odd choice. But maybe that was the original short story. It might have been written that way. I don't know. So Maybe. I make it a point not to read H.P. Lovecraft stories. Um, I've, I think I might have read this one because this was maybe in a, in a like other short story compilation, but I can't really remember if I did. I have tried to read Lovecraft and I just can't do it. Um, which is probably good because I think he was kind of a racist or a Nazi or. He is not what I like to listen to people say about. I mean, I like stuff inspired by him. (laughs) I, let me. Yes, let me say that uh, let's cancel Lovecraft and replace with just only Stuart Gordon's version of Lovecraft. That, that's a good way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> so that does bring us to the master of horror in this case, which is Stuart Gordon. Yes! Um, this, I mean, in part, I think this is the reason why we started, we decided to do these episodes was because you rewatched this after he passed away? No, this is one of my most watched. Okay. Okay. That's, I think that's what happened. You had brought um, this up because were, we were all kind of commiserating about the sad passing of Stuart Gordon, who is a filmmaker that I have a very deep affection for. I think a lot of, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I, when you're like, whenever you're, like, you're gauging somebody's tastes and you're like, oh, you know, what's your favorite movie? Who do you like? If somebody, if, if they ever mention Stuart Gordon, I immediately, my level of respect for them jumps infinitely. Because I think it's a certain, he makes, for, when you think of, like, you know, the Masters of Horror, and you're throwing in Toby Hooper, and, I don't know, and and you're looking at, like, the classics that people always go to and always name, Stuart Gordon doesn't always get that same level of instant recognition, and Mm -hmm. people don't loop him in there. And yet, when you look at his filmography, and, again, everybody has their different favorites. Mine, of course, is Dolls. Um, But you just see how he was unlike any of those other guys that were making films at this time. Mm -hmm. I I was sad to hear of his passing. I have seen a great many of his films. My favorite is uh, Dagon, Dagon, depending on the way that you want it. I we recently rewatched it and it's it's really just as good as I remember. Oh, nice. Um so I that's where my my heart lives and this is this is um kin to that for a couple of reasons it's obviously a Lovecraft story but also they both star Ezra Godden who I am high key in love with. Um I was in love with him when I saw Dagon back when I saw it and I wrote remember when we all had blogs I still have one. I know. I know you do. I'm a little wrote, behind on the times. I wrote a blog post about him, and I like. Cult, there were no pictures online about of him at the time, and I like screen grabbed a bunch of different Aww. DVDs. And he's in Band of Brothers too. Okay. So like, he had a bit of a career, and very he, handsome man. I, he's so fucking handsome and so likable, and he is very. Stuart Gordon in the sense that he's very Jeffrey Combs and mm-hmm. there's like a like a like a zaniness to his performances. So I wrote this blog post and he found it <gasps> and and was in where he ended up being my friend on Facebook and like like sending me press releases of things that he was in. and I was like I love you so much. So I love him forever and ever mm-hmm. and ever. And um 
so yes, when I think Stuart Gordon, I I am the the person that thinks Stuart Gordon and doesn't think Jeffrey Combs and doesn't think <laughs> um, from beyond. I I think oh yes, hmm, the two thousands for Stuart Gordon, which really aren't that plentiful. But you know, I mean, and again, this this goes into very much like how much you and I kind of the different where we like the different stuff because I think Stuart Gordon had a good run in the 2000s yeah I think Stuck is actually very good I like Stuck it's weird it's funny it's not anything any of these other directors that are going to come up I think on the show would have made he has a very good sense of humor and I think that's always clear um his his movies his story the stories he tells tends to have a tends to embrace the absurdity of the situations Mm -hmm. which i think is is really good because it's not like something deadly serious is happening and then somebody and then and then a doll winks it's like (laughs) it's like you always knew the doll was going to wink like the story knows that it knows itself and and this to circle back around to the thing that we're actually talking about this does that too to a lesser extent in my opinion but it's still it knows how absurd it is. Yes. And I wonder, as we say that, like, if that sense of humor is what maybe kept Stuart Gordon from being the way, you know, people speak of John Carpenter's name in, in a certain reverence. Mm-hmm. If that is what kept his films from having that same universal pull. Because I think his stuff was always smarter than it was scary. Because um, even Reanimator, which is was easily his probably most recognizable, most successful movie, mm-hmm. it's I mean it, it's goofy as anything. It's big. It's gross. It has some really sequences that everybody remembers that are very much a horror movie, but they always have humor in them. Mm-hmm. And if From Beyond has a lot of humor in a it, a lot of humor. Yep. And I think that's what maybe what for me what makes him so special and why he was always my kind of filmmaker was because you could see that really educated cleverness with with a wink in his writing and in his films which I love but I but I wonder if that's also what kept him from maybe having that same level of like mainstream success because some people would watch you know reanimator and would walk away from it saying yeah but that was kind of stupid yeah here's the here's the question though the nine million dollar question why would it have hindered Stuart Gordon and helped Sam Raimi because it's, it's a good question. They do similar things. But I think like Sam they, Raimi got out of horror where Stuart, Stuart Gordon wanted to stay there. Uh, I mean, could it just be as simple as that then? I mean, like, do I think that – I don't want to talk about Raimi because I have differing opinions than most people. But I do, <laughs> I do see the similarities to what they do. Like, of course – they're they're stylized in a different way. Like to say that Stuart Gordon is isn't as stylish of a director as Sam Raimi is absurd. Mm-hmm. There there are parts of this television show that look better than some movies that come out today. Yeah. But like they but they had different visual styles obviously, but there is still this like this like frank absurdity to this. Like yeah. I'm going to maybe scream a little too long and a little too loud kind of feeling to it and it and but then sam raimi made a spider-man so i mean i wish stuart gordon had made a spider-man well stuart gordon i think was supposed to make honey i shrink the kids he is the writer on that yeah and i think Um, he was going to um uh, actually direct it but i feel like i read something about that recently 
where there was some either scheduling thing or budgetary thing that ended up meaning he couldn't make that movie, which is a shame because I love that movie, but I guarantee I would have loved it more if it was a Stuart Gordon joint. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I just, I don't know. Like, he's he's great. He's really great. Yeah. Yeah, very oh. much. Um, did you read, if I, I will try to find it and share it on the, on our Facebook page, David Mamet wrote a kind of just a very short just outpouring um essay about Stuart Gordon because they worked together in theater back in the 70s because Stuart Gordon was a big presence in the Chicago theater scene which I don't think I knew I knew that he had since done reanimator the musical and had done a lot of theater Mm -hmm, but I didn't realize mm -hmm. he had like such a deep start with a lot of a lot of very big names in theater worked with him in the 70s and so David Mamet just wrote this really funny beautiful tribute to him um that just kind of basically said like none of us were ever as smart or as funny as Stuart gordon and that i thought that was very touching so i'll find that and share it oh. um, yeah so moving on to not necessarily his most celebrated work but <laughs> an, an episode that i kind of like and that is dreams in the witch dash house Yes, Dreams in the Witch Dash House. Now, I definitely um, saw this around the time it aired because I remember knowing enough that, oh my God, Stuart Gordon made one of these, so I have to watch that one. Um, and I liked it then. I still like it now. It was one of my favorites. Um, I remember I had seen I had seen it multiple times, but it has been a very long time. I thought that I remember even then saying I don't I don't like the effects. I don't necessarily like the way that this looks. So getting ready to watch it again, I was like I'm going to hate this. I'm going to hate the way it looks. It's going to have aged terribly and I'm going to hate it. I did not feel that way. Mm-hmm. I felt like there So so this I I don't I've never read this story specifically, but this feels Lovecraftian and, and yeah. And, and honestly, the best way, in my opinion. But, like, dude goes in, goes to live in a boarding house because he needs to study and grade papers and be cute. And <laughs> there is apparently, like, a cross-section of dimensions where things can leak through. And there is a witch that, like, comes through and steals babies. Mm-hmm. Or make, not steals babies, honestly, makes you kill babies. Yes. Which is somehow just worse. Um, so... So, like, it's a really tight, concise idea. This movie... Oh, sorry. This show (laughs) is so fucking well executed. This story is so concise. It is so zippy. This thing does not waste time. Everything moves to something else. Mm -hmm. There is no bloat. There is no waste. It is very tight. You see a thing, the thing pays off. You meet a person, the person does something. Like... It's so efficient. Yeah, there's nothing Holy wasted here. You're right. It's I I marveled at how efficiently mm-hmm. this used its time. Yep. It told a big fat story. It told a decades old story in in 50 minutes. It was so good. I this is so good. And it looks so good. There are two shots in this that are fucking stunning. And the way this motherfucker uses color, you can go all the way back to Reanimator and from beyond. His use of color is like now movies. It's like what movies do now. Every horror movie is pink and purple, which is great. It's my 
it's it's my aesthetic and I love it. But like he was doing that. And in this, like the fucking lights are weird purple and blue. Yeah. It's such and a And your stark walls contrast. are this very odd color. <sighs> it's such a dark, grimy house that they live oh, in. God, and that house you... is so disgusting. I love it so Ugh. much. And the, the lights are so beautiful. And oh, the witch. Oh my God. Everything about this is so good. It's better than I remembered. So I'm going to say something because I feel like a lot of times when people talk about the effects, they're talking about the rat. I found the rat creepy in 2005. I still find the rat creepy. I like how they do the I... rat. I thought the rat was stupid. I thought the rat borderline ruined it. Oh, is it I did just not. Me? Am I the feel only that person way? that likes the way they do brown eye Jenkin? No, this time, this time it worked. It worked oh, really okay. well. Okay, it is right. Like I it's, thought. It, yes. I mean, if you're gonna CGI a a weird human hybrid rat head onto a rat, it they maybe, do it the best possible way. I think here. Maybe it's because I know how bad things can look now. Yeah, that's a good point. It it really looks it for now times. It looks good. If a show did that now and it looked like yeah. that, I'd be like, huh? Yeah, they yeah, pulled they that off pretty yeah. well. That's a good point. Maybe we had higher expectations back then. Yeah. Somehow, fifteen years ago, I expected more from effects, but I thought it was sufficiently creepy, mm-hmm. and and I was worried about it too. I even said to Zach because he hadn't seen any of these. I was like, um, strap in for the terrible rat face, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I I, I kind of <laughs> like it. Um, the other people involved in this that I think are kind of noteworthy. So the script is by Stuart Gordon and Dennis Powley, who was his writing partner for Reanimator, From Beyond, Body Snatchers, and the Dentist movies. Mm-hmm. So it also, you know, and again, this is written well. This is written for this format and, and knows and moves well. And the music is by Richard Band, who oh, Charles yeah, Band's yeah, brother saw- who did the music for a whole lot of movies yeah i saw that go by and i forgot to make note of it mm-hmm. so again quite quite a few masters of and the horror side of it mm-hmm. um yeah and what i th- one of the things i think i really like about this and y- this is something that comes up in a lot of stuff that you and i watch is it is so easy when you have when your lead is a like young male protagonist to make him where a movie expects you to be on his side just because he's the young good-looking male because he showed up yeah. just because he's there and it's his story so you have to be on his side and this movie part of it's the, the actor is very charming and he's a nice guy like he really is immediately presented as a grad student who's really smart who has to study and do stuff and immediately meets the single mom and is a super nice guy to her and like without any um without trying to get anything in return it's just like oh you're, you're a single mom oh yeah like well, i'll help you pay your rent i have money like it's fine like and it's just so endearing that like you're immediately on this guy's side and wishing him the best so when things start to happen and the things that start to happen are him um the things that's, that the bad things that are happening aren't just happening to him it's things that are going to make him do something terrible and make him seem like a bad person you're so much more invested because you know he's not a bad person mm-hmm. yeah there there's a discomfort to what he goes through because you are you have now found empathy yes. for the character i think the way they handle him is fantastic very likable very endearing um very earnest which mm-hmm. I find a lot of genre stuff, stuff in general, honestly, doesn't like, like doesn't want an earnest character, yep. wants there to be something simmering under the surface. I, I appreciate that he's earnest. I And I appreciate that 
he is who we're aligned with and we are party to his distress yeah because like it it takes us on the journey of what of what this is like and what has happened so like the witch comes through the dimension in the room that he's in because the the seat the walls are weird which is a very fun thing to figure out um so like the witch comes through and you find out oh the witch has been coming through for like Three, I, they throw 300 years out at one point. The witch has been coming through for like a billion years. And he's not the first and he probably won't be the last. And like, it's like, whoa. So you get a snapshot of what this has been like for countless people. And like, here you are, you're living it with this dude. Um, something that I didn't realize because it becomes very, this, this is a very explicit story. Like, it's never, it's not really played like, is there a witch? Is this happening? It's like, my dude, this is happening. But they do, there is this fun thing because there's the downstairs neighbor who like has too much information. Mm -hmm. And he's like, did you see the rat? And Ezra's like, uh, no. And then he sees the rat. And then the dude's like, did you see the witch? And then he sees the witch. So there's like a little bit of time where you're like, is is this happening or is this dude planting these ideas? Right, in right. And I really I liked that. They don't they don't go with that for very long. Again, because well, we there's no time to. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're like, oh no, there's legit a witch. There's like a straight up witch in this house. Yeah. yeah and it had this been a full length movie, he probably could have teased that a little more. Yeah. But like, it's cool that it's even in there. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Actually, I didn't think about that, but it does. It elevates it a little bit so that they're like. And it's something like you don't need in these, but it is kind of nice when you get to the point where you're like, oh, there could have been more. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it felt so efficient. Like, if you wanted to make it be a half hour, you could have. Right. And if you wanted to make it be an hour and a half, you, you could have. Yeah. Yeah, it's very smart. Stuart Gordon was so smart. Oh, so good. It's gutted. so good. Yeah. It's that scene when he's passed out in the in the baby's apartment. And he's Ezra's on the chair, all cute. And then the witch just kind of comes out, like from the shadows, and mm-hmm. she's all cloaked and stuff. That shot is so pretty. Yeah, it's so pretty. And I was like, this is beautifully composed for being like a television horror mm-hmm. show. Yes. It was like, wow. Yep. This could be in like a really great low budget movie now, and you'd be like, <laughs> wow, this director knows what they're doing. Yeah. And I think it as much as I like. I always love Stuart Gordon for that sort of playful tone he has. It is something I forget is that like, no, but he was good at, like you're saying, he was good at just scary too. He just didn't, I feel like he was usually more clever than that. That like, well, you've seen scary movies, but you haven't quite seen something with, you know, this level of humor to them. So it is nice that in the span of this 50 minutes, he's able to do both. Because there is that humor there, like the scene with, in the library where you get this li- this very over-the-top librarian is a really funny scene that kind of helps tonalize it a little mm-hmm. bit more. Where it's mm-hmm. like, all right, like I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to chuckle at this. But yep. then you do have this, you know, kind of Shining-esque sex scene that goes very wrong very quickly. Yep. It it and it's the, the fun thing about this one is that it manages to be. Not so much, like, scary, but, like, deeply unsettling. Yeah. And and that doesn't, it doesn't go for jump scares. It goes for, like, like existential mm-hmm. dread, which is very Lovecraftian. So yep. I can see why, you know, 
Stuart has gone to that well, like, because Lovecraftian fear is like this is a different kind of fear. Like at one point, the the rat goes under the bed and that you do the thing where you look under the bed and obviously something's going to happen because it's a horror Mm -hmm. thing but like in this you get pulled under and like into a different dimension which is so fucking weird (laughs) even now like that's not what things do yeah it's true like it's so weird the choices are so weird and still manage to be fresh which is so strange in a genre that that doesn't see that much yeah and it's based on material that was what 80 years old or 50 years old at the time uh and it definitely feels like like updated lovecraft but like in a good way Mm -hmm. yeah agreed the something i love is so again spoilers to, to this episode uh which obviously we recommend the what happens and it's very devastating which is baby is killed um, yes. I they, think and they do it. It's so it's so handled so well. Oh boy, that's another thing. What a fucking swing! Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, that you see because the whole time, like you're so used to babies in peril and they're going to be okay, and in this case, yep. no, a baby's not going to be okay. And the way the shot is done is where you see everybody else's reaction. You see a little. You see blood. You see the like a little bit of the back of the baby, but not because you, you don't need to see. And this is something that will definitely come up in a later segment of masters of horror. You don't always need to see a dead baby. No, but that's the thing. That's the earnestness again of this. Like, it's not like extreme dead yeah. baby. It's like, imagine if you were this helpful, nice guy who just fumbled into this and now you have a dead baby on your lap. Like it wouldn't be this like extreme moment. Like you, you, it would be awful. (laughs) So like film it like it's awful. Treat it like it's awful. All the reverence for the story. Yeah. It's 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 just really beautiful. (laughs) And again, we're going to get to another episode down the line that is all about dead babies or dead uh, pre-babies and is very eager to show you every bit of it i don't think i honestly don't think i've seen that one. Oh, that was i definitely have seen that one because i you know we're talking about the takashi Mike one i forget the name of the episode but it's infamous because is it pro-life pro, pro-life maybe no i think pro-life comes in season two that's uh, oh you're John right you're right, you're right i'm conflating two things yeah this is the one that's about abortion and it yeah. is so ridiculously extreme that um even Showtime wouldn't air it. <laughs> so, uh, but it's a good, like, contrast, I think, to show, like, look, this is an episode where the the worst thing in it is that a baby is, is killed. And that is terrible. That is as awful a thing as can be. And this movie makes that hit hard um, because of the way it has handled everything leading up to it. And because you care about not just the fact that this poor baby is dead, but that the person that ultimately is responsible for it never would have done everything he could to not have this baby get hurt. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <sighs> Look, I think that this is going to be my favorite episode. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I remember, I again, I know I had fond memories of some of the others from this season. I have no idea how they're going to hold up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Stuart has the black cat in season two which is jeffrey combs uh, and, starring edgar yes, Allan poe i don't think i've seen that episode 
That one is very good, too. I am excited. Because season two, again, I've seen bits and pieces. They were on Netflix at one point. So I was trying to get through them, but they went off before I could finish. So yeah. we'll see. But this is, you know, I think Stuart Gordon had a lot to be proud of in his filmography. I think he was somebody that never phoned anything in. He was no, usually also the writer. Yeah. Um, yes. I, and, and I get the feeling, too, like, as I look at his filmography... I don't think any of his film, like I am sure he was offered bigger things or big studio projects. And I, he probably said no, if he couldn't write the script or have as much control over it, because there's no way you have a director like this doing what he was doing and don't hire him for not a Harry Potter movie, but like something like that. No, no, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying about him versus Raimi. Like I, people that know these things and I don't tell me like what, why didn't he get a Wizard of Oz preboot sure. or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just because, like, the, clearly the talent and the care is there. Yep. Like, it, that's never been a question. And I think that, like, you're you're right. To say that to say that Don Coscarelli phoned in any part of episode one, I wouldn't say that because mm-hmm. that's like disrespectful and rude. But like. This is this is the the quality of this one and the care taken with this one is is really tangible. Yeah. Um. And I think it'll become more so once we get into other ones. <laughs> Again, I I think the I would love to know like if I could have one conversation with McGarris, it might just be. So tell me why you decided to air the order in which you aired. Like what I was would the be logic? Yeah, because I think you do start off with two good episodes. And yet, they're not episodes that would necessarily reel in somebody that wasn't maybe already going to watch these, if that makes yep. sense. Yep. Whereas because if you... this, this one could be boring if you yeah. were just like, like stumbled on it. Like, I don't care. I don't know. None of these people are familiar. Right. Like, what is happening? That's gross kind of stuff. So, like, it is strange that this is not... Quality-wise, yeah, I get it. But, like to get people to like get on board with what you're doing i'm surprised yeah and i wonder because episode three which we will Uh. obviously cover next which is the toby hooper dance of the dead um which was so aggressive to what maybe people thought horror fans wanted at that time like it almost seemed like that would have been a logical choice to air even earlier because that might have gotten like the younger audience um or would it have lost them because people would have watched it and been like, oh, this is what we get. As opposed to this, which is still like, th- this is still a thinking man or woman's episode. And that is great. And I'm glad we have it. And it, again, I think is going to be proved to be one of the stronger episodes of the season. But it also isn't the episode, if I was try- if I was a network looking to bring in people to watch this, I don't think this would be the one that I would pick to air early because I don't think non- People that weren't already going to watch the show would have would have gotten any would have gotten much out of this. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I'm thankful because it means like that momentum is all there. So uh, hopefully, you know, episode three, Dance of the Dead, is is going to hold up just as well for you, Christine. Um, Dance of the Dead is one I've not rewatched ever because I disliked it that much the first time. Um, so super excited. <laughs> Okay, well, on that note, I guess what warning? What? Um, oh, and are there any timestamps on this one for two thousand and five? His phone. 
Oh, good point. Yeah. His phone is is oldie, mm-hmm. but like I think part of the fun again is that it's it, it it tries to be modern without like shoving it in your fucking face. Oh, his computer too. Yep. Um, like because it is in Lovecrafty stories, like it's normal for people to be in boarding houses, but then if you look at this modern cell phone laptop version, and you're like, why are people in this house? So it does a good job trying to, like, make that make sense. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, you don't feel like it's it, like weird and out of place. Sure. Fair. Yeah. I, I don't know. I loved that, too. Oh, God. Um, yeah, it was... This is the best ever. <laughs> oh, I, let's just stop now, because I fear that... It'll I don't know, Christine. Next week, Robert England is gonna get a blowjob from a zombie, maybe. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, you, you agreed to do this. I know! There's no turning back now. I did this to myself. Okay. Oh. All right, everybody, stay safe, stay out of really dirt. Because, I mean, like, there's no way there wasn't, like, fleas and bed bugs in that place. No, obviously. Yeah. Like, like I understand money can be tight, but stay out of those boarding houses. <laughs> it, it's much worse things are going to happen to you than if you just, I don't know, like, sleep sleep in a corner somewhere. So, yeah, lessons learned. What can you do? Many sights to see And when I look in my window So many different people to be That it's strange So strange You got to pick up every stick up every stitch mm-hmm. Must be the season of the witch Must be the season of the witch yeah. Must be the season of the Looking over his shoulder at me, and he's strange. Sure, he's strange. You got to pick up every stitch, you got to pick up every stitch. Yeah, beatniks out to make it.
when I look out my window. What do you think I see? And when I look in my window, so many different people to be. It's strange. Sure is strange. 